into every generation, a champion is born. One contestant in all the world. A chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the arcane knowledge and the torture of the hot seat to stop the spread of the ignorant and the swell of their number. They are the champion. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning as many points for the episode as they can. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. But before you can beat my guest, you need to beat my guest! So please give a warm welcome to today's hot seat resident... Kintad Spensgard. Kintad, how are you, sir? Hey, Jay, how you doing, man? I'm so happy to be back in the hot seat. It's been a little while, so, uh, you know, my butt's been a little cool, so. Indeed, indeed. It has been a while. <laughs> uh, we have been away on a little bit of a break uh, over the summer, but we're getting back into the swing of things. And uh, I-, I hate to spring this on you, but I invited you into the hot seat for a particular reason. Oh, do tell. Uh, congratulations, you have qualified for the first ever Beat My Guest Tournament. What? Get out of here. Yeah, yep, yep. This, this is going to be a tournament with uh, 16 of the Beat My Guest favorites that you have grown to love and, and know and love over the course of the past five seasons of Beat My Guest, uh, all competing for uh top honors in a tournament that should uh, take us through till the end of the year and Kintad, you are one of the lucky 16 how are you feeling oh man i'm feeling honored honored to be invited um now i know how it must feel to be like in division one ncaa basketball that type of thing uh i've never been in a at a 16 uh, team tournament person that has not been me, so now I feel like I can cross that off my bucket list. My, if I, well, I don't really have a bucket list, but it would be crossed off if I had that list. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope you don't end up being like the Dayton uh, of this year's tournament, uh, where you know, there is no tournament, and this is the one time in about 57 years you had a good team. And <laughs> They need to give them another, well, I guess they can't, yeah. That's horrible, man. Yeah, but enough of that. We're, we're going to think positively, positive thoughts the rest of the way. It is a brand new season, brand new rules, brand new categories, a brand new way of doing things. Here's how it's going to work. I am going to uh, launch a whole bevy of questions at you, sir. I'll explain the point system as we go. The maximum score that you can get for today's episode is... 50 points. 50 points would be a perfect score. Uh, don't expect to get a 50. Uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. However, 
After all 16 contestants have gone, the top six scores, the top six scores will be invited back for the semifinal round. This, there's no bracket. There's no head-to-head. It's just the top six out of the 16. Uh, you will set your score, and we will see what happens. And, of course, you listening at home can play along each and every episode and see how many of my guests you can beat. Uh, at some point down the road, we'll talk about uh, ways in which you can qualify for next year's tournament. And you know, we'll, we'll start all that, that fun up. Uh, but uh, for this one, this is an invitation for, for the first uh, for the first year. Only. We're, we're trying something new and hopefully uh, hopefully you like it. Let me know uh, at BMG Pod on Twitter. What are you thinking, Dad? Uh, I'm so excited for this. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to the next round. So I have to make this one, you know, a, a superb appearance for myself. Because I know you got a lot of smart people out there. So, not that I'm not smart, just you know, you know what I'm saying, AJ. I think I'm coming in. You ain't smart. You ain't stupid. You you (laughs) katad. I I ain't gonna get fitty though. I tell you that I ain't getting fitty. Well, we shall see if you end up in the club or not. As you will find out as we go, each of these playoff appearances will kick off with a new game. It is called This, That, or The Other. Here is how it works, Kintad. I am going to give you three categories. Feel free to write them down so you remember the categories. I'm going to give you the three categories, and then I'm going to read you off a list of ten items. For each one that you can place in the correct category, you will receive one point. However, be careful. Some items may, in fact, fit multiple categories and you will only get the points if you correctly state all the categories in which that item fits two things i'm going to promise you each item does fit at least one category so there's going to be no shenanigans where i go haha it's in none of them Okay? okay so there there is that also for you game theorists out there these 10 items are being pulled at random from a larger list of options so you're not going to be able to figure out, oh, well, there were, you know, five in this category and two in that. So maybe there's none in the other. Don't try and game theory your way out of this. Uh, all right. Yeah, I know. I know. Heavy stuff. Uh, are, are you prepared to uh, get going? I'm going to get my black sheep on and it'll be this or that or the other. Yeah, indeed. See, you've gotten the hang of it already. All right, sir. Uh, this is Supreme Court Justices. Okay. That is top 40 longest United States rivers. And the other is characters from Rocky Horror. So we have Supreme Court Justices, top 40 longest U.S. rivers, characters from Rocky Horror. I will read you off... 10 items. Tell me which category or categories each item belongs in. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. Number one, the criminologist. I think the criminologist, while it does sound like something you could say a Supreme Court justice might have a background in, that wouldn't be their name. So, uh, and I know. I can't think of any river named the criminologist, but I do know the Rocky Horror Picture Show or Rocky Horror Show. Uh, there is a criminologist who narrates the whole shebang. 
Uh, so we're just going to say Rocky Horror character. Rocky Horror character is correct, sir. Well-reasoned. Some of them are softballs. Some of them are harder. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't overthink it there. Uh, that is indeed one point for you. Let's move on to the second one. Stone. Stone. Okay. Now, I know there's a Judge Stone on Night Court, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if there's a, uh, an actual Supreme Court justice named Stone. There could be a Stone River. There could be... Well, I don't remember any Stones in Rocky Horror, but that could be some random minor character. But uh, for now, AJ, I'm just going to go with Supreme Court Justice. Supreme Court Justice is correct. Two for two. Moving on to number three, Briar. Briar. Ooh. Uh, does it matter how it's spelled? Do homonyms? That is an excellent question. It is early on in the competition, and all these questions are coming up for the first time. And yes, I will not be spelling out any of these answers. If it is a homonym, then that will count uh, as as uh, being a fair game. Wordplay in that uh, shenanigans uh, in that regard are perfectly fine. No spellings. Just gotcha. how it sounds. Just how it sounds. Good. All right. I'm going to go... I'm definitely going to go Supreme Court Justice, and I'm I'm contemplating a Briar River because you got forty rivers. I mean, I can name the top, you know, one or two, <laughs> but <laughs> after that, uh, I'd just be guessing on the rivers, AJ. So, and Briar River could that sounds like a thing, you know, me and me and cousin Sally going up to Briar River and having a picnic. That sounds like something that could be. But I'm, I'm, for now, I'm just going Supreme Court Justice. I'm taking the river out. Supreme Court Justice is correct. Three for three. Well <sighs> done. Good job. Good job. Number four on our list is Columbia. All right. AJ, I'm going to say Columbia is both a river and a Rocky Horror character. A river and a Rocky Horror character. Well done, sir. That is correct. River and a Rocky Horror character. Four for four. Well uh, thought out there. Number five on my list is white. White. AJ, I'm going to say white is... I'm sorry, was it top 40 rivers in the world? Top 40 longest United States rivers. United States. Sure, why not? We're going to go Supreme Court Justice and River. Supreme Court Justice and Rivers, you are under the impression that there is a white river. Yes. And there is indeed a white river. Correct. Ooh. Good job. Good job. Five, four, five. Number six is Tanana. <laughs> uh, that made me think instantly of Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, but that has that's another thing altogether. Just goes to show you. Um I'm going to say Tanana. Wow. I'm going to say Tanana is a river. Tanana is a river. Well done. Number seven on the list, Scott. Great, Scott. Okay. If we're counting the last name of Dr. Scott, then that's a Rocky Horror character, and I'll say that's a Supreme Court justice as well. I am sorry, no Supreme Court Justice named Scott. He is indeed a great Scott, a Rocky Horror character. You overshot there, but that's okay. Still three more to go, and you've got six so far. You're doing quite well. Number eight is Milk. Milk. 
Does a body good? How did I know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Got milk? Um, The only person's last name I can think of is Harvey Milk, who was not a Supreme Court justice. Uh, Don't recall any milks in the Rocky Horror Show. So we're just going to go with River. Going with River. River is correct, sir. I thought perhaps you would fall prey to that Harvey Milk uh, shenanigans there and perhaps think it was a justice. But no, you are correct. It is a river. Number nine is green. <sighs> okay. See, I might fall into the same Scott, Scott trap <laughs> that I fell into before. Uh, definitely know the, of the Green River because there was a killer named after it. Uh, let's and Green is such a common last name, but was it a Supreme Court justice? <sighs> AJ, you're killing me here. I'm gonna say that Green is just a river. Oh, it's more than just a river, sir, but it is uh, not a justice or a Rocky Horror character, so you have gotten the point. Well done. (laughs) Well done indeed. One last one on the board here. Number 10 on my list today is Trinity. Trinity? Uh, And we're not doing Matrix characters. Uh, Don't recall Trinity and Rocky Horror Unless it's a very, very minor, like one of Janet's bridesmaids or something. But uh, don't recall that. Doesn't sound like a last name, so I'm just going to go river. Trinity is just a river. Well, it's more than that, but it's just in this case. No, in this case, it's just a river. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well done, sir. Nine. Nine out of a possible ten. How you feeling? Uh, Nine out of ten to kick things off here. Uh... I think it was lucky that I got a uh, a movie that I knew, and uh, yeah, I, I, I had fun with it, obviously. Well, that is going to be how it's going to work on uh, this uh, uh, wonderful tournament. Uh, if, if, if you get something that, that, that speaks to you, you might be able to do a little bit better than if you don't. But uh, good, 9 out of 10, 9, 9, setting the bar high early, but still plenty of game left to go uh, before we continue on with a few trivia questions for you, sir. I will be asking each of my contestants to give me a fact. Uh, I'm always the one spilling knowledge here on the show and testing what they know. Here, I have asked uh, Kintad to prepare uh, a fact for him to share with all of us. Kintad, what do you know? AJ, did you know goats, and I'm not talking about Michael Jordan or Muhammad Ali or Tom Brady. I'm talking about actual goats, the animal. They have rectangular pupils in their eyes rectangular pupils rectangular pupils in their eyes not betty davis eyes no 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 goat eyes goat eyes shaped like rectangles i did not know that very very interesting uh thank you so much for that interesting fact (laughs) (laughs) and that's been what do you know (laughs) You seem so enthralled. (laughs) Hey, speaking of goats, 
sir. Uh, your first question for one point in our main round uh, is about goats. And it is as follows. The Chicago Cubs, as you may or may not know, uh, were cursed by uh, William Cianis, a, a pub owner who was very upset uh, that his pet goat was not allowed to be brought into a Wrigley Field during the World Series. And so he cursed the team saying, you'll never win another World Series as long as I'm alive because of the horrible thing that you did to my goat. What was the name of that goat? Oh, AJ. This is one of those things that I feel like I've heard in my past. Oh, but it's... Oh... Yeah, I will point out, and 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 again, uh, this is this is not necessarily any reason why I asked the question, but I, I will point out that uh, you and I were in Chicago for Geek Ball, mm-hmm. and uh, I do believe we dined at the Billy Goat Tavern, yes, uh, where uh, this goat lived. <laughs> Billy Cianis owned this tavern, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Uh, that is that is that is the goat in question here. Do you happen yep. to remember seeing uh, any? Uh, Anything that had the goat's name on it, perhaps? You know, AJ, I am, uh, it's not coming to me at all. And I feel like when you say it, I might still go, oh, okay. Because it's one of those things like, you think you've heard it, but even after you hear it and you know you have heard it, you haven't real. you didn't like take it in. You know what I mean? I didn't take it in. And, uh. I did not take this goat's name in, so I'm just going to give a name that I feel like I've heard of a goat before. <laughs> and I'm not going to say Billy. I'm just going to say Willie. Willie. Excellent. Willie, also uh, the purported first name of Gilligan on Gilligan's Island, <laughs> according to Sherwood Schwartz, uh, who apparently uh, just picked the name out of a, a phone book. Uh, but you're going to need a dime to phone a friend because that is not correct. No ah. points for you on that one point question. Uh, your score will remain at nine. Uh, the name of that goat was Murphy. Murphy the goat. Ah, I like that. I like that name for a goat. Murphy the goat. Absolutely. Absolutely not to be confused with Murphy the donkey. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, or Murphy Brown. That would be another thing altogether. Indeed. Again, completely, completely <laughs> different uh, here. Uh, your next question is going to be worth two, two points, sir. Uh, we were just talking, or at least I was mastering another wonderful segue uh, about Eddie Murphy. Ah. Uh, yes, Eddie Murphy, he won a Golden Globe and was nominated for an Academy Award for playing a character with what nickname? Ooh, okay. This was his character, I believe, in Dreamgirls, but what was his name? Oh, man, I saw Dreamgirls. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did he, he actually didn't get... An Academy Award nomination for Dream Girls. And that was like a big disappointment. So I think I'm on the wrong track. I think I remember there being like a big outrage. Can you repeat the question? Did you say he was nominated for? I said he won the Golden Globe and was nominated for an Academy Award for his role. Okay. So I think I'm, I was going down the wrong path because i believe he was not nominated for dream girls and there was a little controversy for that 
So now I have to think of what the heck he could have been nominated. I wonder if this is recent. And if it's recent, I wouldn't pay attention to the facts, but I know the character's nickname might have been Dolomite. I don't, but that's the character Rudy Mary Moore played. Are you with me, AJ? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm just letting you, uh, you know, do your thing. I don't think he would have won for any of his donkey appearances. And I don't think he would have won for Nutty Professor or... Uh, but, you know, Bowfinger was well-received. AJ, this one is killing me. This one is killing me because I didn't pay any attention to the awards over the last season. So if it was Dolomite, and I don't know if Dolomite counts as a nickname... Because it was Rudy Ray Moore, Ugh. and that was a character Rudy Ray Moore played, not really a nickname. And I don't remember Bowfinger at all. I mean, I saw it, but that was many years ago. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say crud. I'm gonna say it was Bowfinger. Bowfinger is your answer. Crud. It would have been a much closer answer. <laughs> so Eddie Murphy, uh, you you were on the track, and then uh, you were telling me you weren't going down that track any further, and you should have stayed on that track. He was indeed. Uh, he won the Golden Globe for Dreamgirls and was nominated for an Academy Award. The controversy was that he didn't win the Academy Award after winning the Golden Globe. Uh. Uh, People think that perhaps uh, people voted for uh, Alan Arkin, who ended up winning for Little Miss Sunshine, because uh, Norbit had just come out, and they were embarrassed that they were about to give the Academy Award to someone who just did Norbit. <laughs> yes. Uh, However, the character is what I was looking for, a character Jimmy. that was, well, Jimmy, but the, his nickname was Thunder. Thunder was Thunder. what I was looking for. Thunder. Uh. Yeah, I would I would it would have yeah, I know it now but I wouldn't have got it. Well, of course you know it now. Real easy now. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, AJ. Where's your Messiah now? <laughs> One pointer not going your way, two pointer not going your way. You still have 9 points as we head into uh, the midpoint of our trivia question around here. Uh, where we are going to take part in one of my favorite categories of all time. It is the fungo Fungo, three of a kind, but for the tournament, we're doing it a little differently than we've done it in the past. Uh, normally, I like to say Fungo is three different clues, all pointing towards the same singular answer, and that is still the case. However, I'm only going to give you one clue at a time. If you can give me the correct answer after one clue, you will get three points. If you need that second clue, two points. And if it takes you all three, one point. Of course, if you fail after all three, you'll get the goose egg. Do we understand the rules? Yeah, we don't necessarily love them, but <laughs> we understand them. We have an A, we have a B, we have a C. You can choose the order uh, of the clues at random, sir, right here oh. on the spot. Uh, so I will say, generally speaking, one of the clues I consider to be easy Er. One of the clues I consider to be <laughs> good luck. So if you happen to get them in the right order, that could help you out. If you get them in the wrong order, uh, you might be a little harder, but it's, it's, we're going to leave, leave it to fate. So A, B, or C for your fungo three of a kind. Oh, AJ, AJ, you put the onus back on me. 
Yes, you know? you're on your onus. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. <laughs> like Patty LaBelle and uh, who was that with? On your own. Um, you rock a McDonald's now. Yeah, that's to right. be. Charles, we're afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AJ, this may be a mistake, but I'm going to start with C. All right, C it is. Here is your first clue in Fungo. Three of a kind. Three for a quarter. These clues sometimes will be kind of uh, cryptic in nature. Hence, there's going to be a lot of perhaps, maybes, and question marks, you know, kind of. Uh, so, three for a quarter. Huh. Three for a quarter. I'm trying to think of, of what that could be, AJ, which is the point of why I'm here. But three for a quarter. What could you get three of for a quarter? Or am I just completely down the wrong wrong path here aj i'm gonna have to pass on that first clue fair enough passing on the first clue here is your second clue will be a or b i know whichever one i pick the easy quote unquote easy clue is going to be the last one i pick unless three four quarter was considered the easy clue in which case i'm in trouble anyway uh I'm going to go with A here. A is your clue. End of a soap. Question mark. So we have three for a quarter. And end of a soap. Well, some people would say the end of a soap was when Bert got kidnapped by aliens. Then it was going too far. (laughs) (laughs) And only your older listeners will uh, enjoy that reference. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, end of a soap, three for a quarter. Uh, I don't know. AJ is the answer. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is not correct, but we still have one more clue for you, and here it is. Morris had nine. Well, okay. <laughs> is the answer lives? Lives. For one point is your guess. And Kintad, you have one point. Well done. Morris had nine lives. Uh, in the arcade video games of old, you got three lives for a quarter. Oh, yes. And end of a soap. Uh, there's a famous soap, Days of Our Lives. Lives. That would be the end of a soap. You actually did get the easy one last. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen, AJ, but that's all right. That's that it's was why fun. I love putting the randomness into this, because I didn't want to have to do that to you. You did it to yourself. <laughs> you did. And that's why it really hurts. <laughs> yes, indeed. All righty. Well, let us, uh, I'm feeling in a musical mood. Let's uh, go to a musical uh, couple of questions here to uh, round out our trivia question portion of the game here. Next one, Kintad. I think you might be able to see a pattern here. It's going to be four points. Four points if you get this one right. Get deeper in the show, get a little more generous with the points. I see. Whether the questions are harder or not, again, that is up to you here is your next question. Uh, You had mentioned earlier in this episode Judge Stone from Night Court. Uh, Got me thinking about this question here. Uh, Night Court, of course, had many actors and actresses 
going on the show throughout the years, including one Ellen Foley, who was on early seasons of Night Court. Uh, but she's perhaps better known for singing a duet with what artist? You know, I can even picture Ellen Foley. She was, uh, she was, I guess, the girl before Marky Post came on the show. Yes, I'm indeed. That, that was I, her. I, I'm willing. I'm willing. Normally, I don't like to to interject while you're thinking, but I, uh, yeah. yeah. But I had no idea she was, had a musical career, so. It was a duet with somebody else, obviously. Uh, Ellen Foley. Uh, if I could look up her IMDb page real quick, would that be cheating? Yes, okay. that's what we would call cheating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very definition of cheating. <laughs> I know you're only joking. but <laughs> yes. uh, So I, I don't recall... I'm trying to think if, if there was a song that, a pop song that, you know, had that so-and-so and Ellen as a, you know, as a... <laughs> well, you know, these days they're saying Ellen's a so-and-so, but that's not... Oh, 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 very good. Um, <laughs> too soon, too soon. And I don't recall Foley. I only think of Axel Foley or, you know, a Foley artist. I don't think of any particular hits. I'm trying to uh, pull a Jonathan on this one and, and pull it out of the nether realms. Her nut, she's not part of Buckner and Garcia of Pac-Man fever fame. Famous duets, Islands in the Stream. Ellen Foley is not Dolly Parton. <laughs> Boy, we could literally take a long time on this one. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna try and narrow it down person by person as to who <laughs> Ellen Foley is not. <laughs> We will be here a while. <laughs> and complete, completely unintentional, the Axel Foley, Ellen Foley uh, linkage there. But that's, uh, that's true. my stream of consciousness is strong today. Yeah. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm not thinking of it the right way. Maybe I'm, she was in a musical with someone because she's an actress. So maybe she did a musical and uh, the number became popular that way. But it had to be a hit. I don't know if we had any hits Let's see, when was Ellen Foley on Night Court? So that was mid-80s, I would say. Oh, AJ, I don't know. I'm just going to throw out a random person uh, who might have done a duet. I'm going to say, I can't even think of like a random duet person. Uh, she did a duet, AJ, well-known back in the day with, uh, with Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins was probably the uh, title song for a soundtrack somewhere in the movie industry, because that's what Kenny Loggins done do, right? You were uh, certainly not wrong in thinking that perhaps she had a Broadway background, because she did, you know, she did do shows, she did do Broadway. In fact, she was the original witch in uh, Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods before Bernadette Beaters took over the role on Broadway. She was kind of uh, in pre previews and whatnot. Uh, she was known as a singer. She uh, did do some singing with Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, she did some singing for The Clash. So she was one of these background singers who did things. But she stepped up front and center. You you got to know right now, does she love you? Does she love you forever? Will she need oh, you? Oh, no. Will she ever leave you? I know you won't be so happy for the rest of your life to learn that. Yeah, she is the female singer in Paradise 
by the dashboard light with, of course, Meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, she's not in the video. Uh, that is uh, Carla DeVito, who is lip syncing uh, Ellen Foley in the in the video that is famous but ellen foley that's why you probably don't remember seeing her in the video which you've seen if you've seen yeah. the video because it's yeah. it ain't her so dang it all right yeah kind of like rachel mcadams in the uh in the eurovision uh, movie she ain't singing <laughs> she did lip sync it <laughs> aj i'm not doing so well in this portion of the show <laughs> so far so good yeah uh, <laughs> uh you know you you you're, you have 10 points You've ten points. It's 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 double digits. It's you know we're we're, we're doing fine. We have one more question left uh, in this portion of the game before we get to our final question, which I will explain the final question uh, when we get there. The special rules for the tournament. Uh, this one's going to be worth. Can you guess how many points this last one's going to be worth, though? Maybe five. Oh, you have figured out the pattern, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Four five points, sir. Jane Elliott is a school teacher and activist and she has been on oprah many times what is the part of the body that she is most famous for being associated with i don't know who jane elliott is well that would have made the question a lot easier so she was on oprah now we could get you know we could go into Shonda Rhimes territory here, but <laughs> with with my answer, but uh, that would be immature, probably on my part. AJ, I Jane Elliott. I want to say I'm not going to go female centric, male centric, because th- I think that's where people would go for. That would be obvious on a question like this. That would be the obvious choice. Course. Right, because she was on Oprah. Oh, we're gonna talk about you know this female body part because you know that would be Oprah's uh, main audience. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna say Jane Elliott is famous for her discussions on Oprah about teeth. Teeth is your answer. Hmm, that is a part of the body. So well done there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Oprah is. <laughs> Oprah is very well known for bringing, you know, doctors onto the show and <clears throat> doctors, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, there's something caught in my throat, <laughs> doctors onto the show mm-hmm. uh, to espouse their their wisdom, uh, mm-hmm. as it were. Uh, so perhaps Jane Elliott is a dentist, perhaps. Perhaps she uh, was talking about good dental hygiene. Uh, maybe uh, maybe she was a historian. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, school teacher all those years, She maybe she learned all about George Washington's uh, teeth and the, the vagaries thereof. So certainly a fine guess. No, it's not right. You are incorrect, <laughs> sir. Sorry. No points for you there. Jane Elliott, who actually has been getting a lot more of a resurgence uh, today in the BLM era of, of uh, discourse, um, she was a teacher who for nearly 50 years has been teaching uh, and doing workshops wherein she separates the people in her class or in the uh, seminar into those with blue eyes and those with brown eyes and she puts them through an experiment where she says people with blue eyes are inferior and she kind of explores racism uh, through the lens of 
of, of or through the cornea of of eye color. Eyes is the part of the body that she is most known for. Eyes is the answer we were looking for, and eyes, of course, refers back to your goats with rectangular eyes. Yeah, it was sitting there. I should have should have paid attention to the connections. There you go. Always, I know you're early on in the competition. You're, you know, and uh, not everyone will get to hear episodes beforehand. But if you do, just saying, uh, yeah. ten points. Ten points is not horrible. Ten points is not your <laughs> final score either, because Kintaj, every episode in our tournament will end with one question, which I am calling the guillotine. We got the guillotine. Good lord. <laughs> the guillotine. Yes, Kintad, one final question before I let you out of the hot seat. Here's how it works. If you get it right, you double your score on the spot. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go. No questions asked. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. If you get it wrong, your score stays at 10. No harm, no foul. Oh, nice. Nice. Unless. Oh, AJ. If you choose not to give an answer at all, or if you give the wrong answer that I have pre-selected as being the guillotine answer, it's off with your head and your score gets chopped in half. Ugh. So you have to answer the question. If you get it right, double the points. If you get it wrong, you're fine. No points. But if you guess the guillotine answer, you know, one of those answers that you might guess, <laughs> you lose half your points. Are you ready? You are one devious host, AJ Mass. I have heard that before, <laughs> and I fear I will hear it again, to which I say, moi, moi, <laughs> and may I add, mwahaha. Here, sir, is your guillotine question. Think carefully. Only one answer is required. What building is currently the tallest in the United States by number of floors? Okay. What building in the United States is currently the tallest in the country if we're counting the number of floors. Well, I know I'm not going to get it right. My thing is trying to avoid the guillotine because, you know, I don't want to get my score chopped in half. Uh, remember, no answer or right. an obviously wrong answer that you're doing to, you know, that, I mean, I'm the judge, jury, and executioner here. You know, if you were to say, my house... <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, it's got to fit, fit the category. category. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So this is a tough one because I know the height on the Freedom Tower is accounted for by the antenna that's on top of the Freedom Tower. So I don't think it's actually the Freedom Tower. So we're going by floors. Oh, now you mentioned Chicago before. And uh, that brings to me to my the Willis Tower, formerly known as Sears Tower, which is pretty high in floors. But I think that might be the guillotine answer. 
I think I want to avoid that answer. So what is the tallest? And I haven't paid attention to tall buildings in the United States in the last few years. Other things been on my mind, especially since I left a, a job that you might have been familiar with that dealt with tall buildings and Indeed. HVAC and electrical systems. Uh, <laughs> but so if I'm not going to say <laughs> the Willis Tower and I'm not going to say the Freedom Tower, I'm going to say I don't know what the official name of the building is. It's the, the uh, Bank of America building in New York City. Uh, Bank of America Tower in New York City is uh, One Bryant Park. It is the fifth tallest building in New York City. It's not even uh, in the ballpark <laughs> there, but again, valid answer there. Uh, 55 stories for the Bank of America Tower. Uh, you had mentioned the Sears Tower a.k.a. the Willis Tower, uh, which is indeed in Chicago, and that has 108 stories. Oh. Very, very tall. In fact, it is taller than the Freedom Tower, which has 104 stories. The correct answer is the Nordstrom Tower, also known as the Central Park Tower, recently completed in New York City at 131 stories. That was your answer. That would have doubled your points. I will now reveal to you that uh, Freedom Tower, One World Trade Center, was the guillotine answer. So, sir, wise to steer clear of that one. You are safe from the guillotine. And as such, you survive to live and tell the tale for another day with all 10 of your points. 10 is your final score. Uh, first entry on the board here in the tournament. Uh, maybe it will hold up to the top six. Maybe it won't. I don't know who's to say. Uh, nevertheless, Kintad, thank you so much for uh, taking part and being a little bit of a guinea pig, getting in before you really knew what you're getting into. How do you feel? Anything you want to say before you go? I'm going to give you a, a whole lot of floor. Maybe even, oh, shall we say, a Nordstrom's Tower worth of floors. <laughs> Well, AJ, I had a lot of fun. I think you, uh, I'm really excited about the direction this season is going in. Um, I don't think I'll be speaking to you until the next uh, opportunity or season uh, because I don't think my score is going to hold, but stranger things have happened. Uh, you never know. But uh, Yeah, stranger things have definitely happened. <laughs> but I had a great time, and I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I'm excited for this season, this tournament. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking part. You know you are always welcome here in the hot seat. Uh, we will see if your score holds up the rest of the way. Thank you all for listening. You can certainly provide feedback uh, to me on Twitter at BMG Pod. Uh, you can also join our Facebook group. Beat my guest, the fans' hot seat. Uh, you can check it out there, the community there. I'm sure they're going to be excited to uh, talk all about this episode. Uh, no shade on you, I'm sure, will be coming your way. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you can also support the cause on Patreon, patreon.com slash beatmyguest. Thank you all for listening. Todd, you may leave the hot seat, and the rest of you, you may leave. Until the next time, be well, be safe. We'll see you then. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you beat our guest? Or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter at BMGPod. And if you liked what you've heard, spread the word. 
This is absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.